Is it happening? Is it, is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I guess we'll never know until... Um, How does that sound? I, sounds good. I can hear you. Great. Audience, uh, can you hear us? Respond. Very, you, can you hear us? Can oh, hear they, they're not low. saying anything. I don't understand. Okay. I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it... I, people just don't respond. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. I can hear your phone notifications. This is <laughs> so much. Do you remember what the... back for real this time but it's um, okay yeah. everything's fine everything's fine everything's <laughs> fine this is our what our second time of doing it the fact that we're live and people are hearing us and it's happening it's true it's really i mean we've done it all we've done we've checked all the boxes so far yeah i think so good welcome everyone welcome yeah. to it's our are. turn round two round two yeah <laughs> um our show where um i am aiden and i um use they them pronouns and I am Emerson. I use he or they pronouns. And we are going to talk about, um, our, this is a show where we talk about our experiences as queer people growing up in religious environments. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, hopefully we, 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 we hope to provide, like, our goal is to, what did we say? Like, education, validation, and maybe a laugh or two. Yes. Like, that's our... <laughs> yes. I mean, hopefully, like, laughing the whole way. Hopefully, lots and lots and lots of laughing. <laughs> yes. Because if, if, if you have trauma, right. the best way to cover it up is with comedy. Yeah. That's not official <laughs> advice. Don't do that. I mean, unless you want to. Some people become famous that way. It's true. I'm still working on it. <laughs> Good. Okay. I, we are, we are here. How, let's, you know what? We need to check in. Yeah. How are we feeling? Hey. How's it going? It's, so, the <laughs> the point of, or I guess, like, the the theme of this session, this episode is about me. Can it's you tell that I'm freaking the <laughs> F out? Um, <sighs> yeah, talking about myself is really hard, and I'm working on technology. I'm a little flustered, totally. but here we For are. Sure. You know what? One of the things that's really important to remember about some, about trauma experiencing trauma from for whatever reason is it leaves you with a lot of of um <clears throat> what's the word mental health challenges i'll say um and that make it sometimes difficult you have anxiety you have ptsd you have um a, along with anything else that that might be going on so it's sometimes it's hard for us to get going and it's hard for us to to manage it all and and things yeah. get overwhelming and so yeah um we appreciate you sticking with us and we're we're here and we're and we're gonna we're gonna make it happen yeah we're gonna love it so don't be like you know be patient with us and we'll and we'll 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 continue to do our best it is going to be a lot of fun it's gonna be a blast i think it's gonna be fantastic i think it's a given i feel like at this point so um so yeah how are you how are you feeling oh i'm horribly anxious (laughs) (laughs) i'm overwhelmed a little bit and and i've been like actually actually i'll say the the show mother tucker right before us i was listening to while i was getting ready for this show oh how smart yeah and they were talking about um they were talking about some grounding things and they did that like touch you know 
go through the five senses, touch, ah, yes. t- touch this many things, hear this many things. And I was like, oh, God. it like really genuinely grounded me. And I was like, okay, this is, this is good. So, so thank you for that, Tucker. And tune in to Mother Tucker every Saturday from <laughs> Where's the 10 to 12, 10 to 12, I think it's 10 to 12. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> um, so um. that was really, really helpful. So I'm really anxious. And if you hear me like breathing a lot, it's because I'm like trying to get deep breaths but i'm good okay well here's the thing about breath let me just start off on that a little bit because i have a crazy block on breath i cannot take a deep breath with people like it's Mm -hmm. just it's so uncomfortable for me to breathe with people and and so like i feel like hearing breath or it's i feel like it's something that we've maybe been told that it should be quiet like we should be as quiet as small as possible right and and so that it puts a damper on something that like everything yeah everything yeah even in like the yogas that are like you know take a deep breath and there are all these people that are like (laughs) yeah i'm like they're like breathe in for 17 seconds i'm like excuse me Breathe in for 17 seconds. I have breathed in and out 17 times in 17 seconds. <laughs> this is a race and I've won. Yeah. I'm hyperventilating. Do I win? Do I get something? Heart, heart attacks. Sorry. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> Panic attacks. Yes. No, sorry. That's, that was, sorry. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, so yeah, I feel like don't we should we should just accept the breath and breath maybe really like important. take a deep breath right now yeah, i don't know i've been doing it let's get weird okay let's inhale exhale that's good did that's that good. help you feel it better helps me a lot great do you have theater training at all do you have you ever been taught the whole like breathe into your diaphragm and then fill up your lungs um so i was in choir oh yeah high school mm-hmm. um Pretty much my whole high school experience and uh what is going to eventually come into the my background is i grew up mormon mm-hmm. um and there is a big thing about um like like fueling the fire of your talents and of course for women or women born people mm-hmm. that is like the arts like anything, anything non-physical artistic. like yeah. dance um, actual physical like sculpture or art or anything like that um, and uh, God I need to um, uh, keep talking you're here right yeah here, look at here me. I am here look we are uh, yep. uh, so that um, I was talking about music so that mm-hmm. is so I I definitely went into um, the musical thing so but as far as like breathing into my diaphragm or you know like a full belly breath i've heard that's a big yoga term i feel mm-hmm. like it's you can actually like feel your your stomach expanding you know yeah, yeah yeah and it's something that when i'm in the thick of it when i'm in the heat of like a high panic or a high anxiety time mm-hmm. i just literally don't even think maybe you should take a, a breath and see where that takes you it's yeah. always like either deep diving into the negative part of it or like going to weed honestly yeah for sure like that is the go-to Self-medicating in some, yeah some way yeah totally which yeah which yeah. is that's a really good 
<clears throat> I don't know what's going on with my throat. I actually inhaled something yesterday on accident. Um, food, just to clear the, just to clear that up. I inhaled food um, into my. I like it went into my lung. I had to like cough to get it back out, and my throat is like, like I, it's so weird. It's like scratchy and like. I mean, I kind of like it. It sounds kind of nice, you know, yeah. like with radio voice. I don't know. Um, that didn't sound really nice, but <clears throat> so if I keep clearing my throat, I apologize. That's why. But, but it's a great. I think this is a great like like segue into um our topic which our topic is you because i feel like like it's a great representation of how deep and intense the control of religion and the trauma of religion experience goes into because we're talking about like we're, we're so like everything like i remember when you're talking about you're not supposed to breathe mm -hmm. i remember like being in church services or in being in social situations where it was like I couldn't I wasn't allowed to even like like I needed to control my breath because I didn't want to be too loud like yeah. I didn't want to like interrupt the interrupt what was going on like yeah. every your breath how you breathe you are aware and conscious of it because that can affect you know that can affect your approval or or you know whoever's whatever it's like yeah. every every single thing you do including including breathing is um can be challenging and and deeply affected mm -hmm. and it's that's um i was listening to the podcast and anytime i mention the podcast for the future references it's mormons, mormons on, on mushrooms. mushrooms yeah um and it's the only podcast i listen to really mm -hmm. um if it, it i will often say you should just turn this off and go listen to them because i'm well, pulling I mean... all of the shit from <laughs> from that podcast don't listen to this one and <laughs> then listen to that yeah one. no listen yeah, yeah, and, in, addition to, in addition to but um how they were talking about how foundational breath is like breath is the difference between life and death yeah. because they're i don't know going into like if something is alive like it's that contrast it's that um like contraction of the mm -hmm. exhaling and then the release of the ex inhaling whichever one i said yes didn't say first which is whatever is the not the first one the second one yes yeah. inhale then exhale yes yeah. there's there has to be that exchange mm -hmm. and there has to be that that change mm -hmm. the in the breath mm -hmm. yes yeah uh yeah speaking of focusing speaking of focusing <laughs> should um, we maybe try to do it I guess I guess we should just like oh, no. actually start. Let's I don't start. Know. I, uh, sure. All right. Whatever. Okay, here we yeah. go. So my name is Emerson. Um, there there are a few things I was I was thinking about this morning before I did this podcast. Mm -hmm. I completely rearranged my room, by the way. Oh, it this is, morning. Yeah. Oh, nice. It is a damn dream in there. Is it? Um, fantastic. Yeah. So as I was doing this and listening to the podcast, I was you know taking these notes down and mm -hmm. just something that. Um, I want to start with, um, we're going to start a little bit smoother. We're going to come up with an actual like script of this, but there, are, this is a trigger warning, um, show yes. there. We will be discussing, um, deep religious trauma and that includes gaslighting. That includes brainwashing, uh, manipulation, including the patriarchy mm -hmm. and, um, you know, economic things like it, it's kind of a everything that is a sensitive subject that could be a sensitive subject like we're just probably know, gonna hit on we're it probably gonna now. hit on it <laughs> so what um, we want to say with that sorry to interrupt you but yeah. what we want to say with that is is that if any of these topics gaslighting manipulation brainwashing religious intense religious trauma and discussion 
Um, if any of those are triggers for you, please feel free to just skip this episode or come back when you're feeling better. Um, we completely, we, we don't want you to experience that. So just, you know, turn it off, come back next time when we're talking yeah. about something different. You know? Yeah, so. totally. I don't know if we will talk about something different. <laughs> we're always going to be talking about but, that, sorry. <laughs> it, uh, but there's a, there's a, a, a boundary there, you know, sure. like there's hearing what is uncomfortable, hearing someone else's experiences that have been so incredibly uncomfortable. There is a lot of power in that. And I think that pushing people outside of those boundaries is healthy. But if you have experienced that and you know what that's like, you don't necessarily need to hear more about and it. There are you know what I there mean? There are times too. There are yeah, times where it's helpful absolutely. and there's times where it's not. And so right. we always only want to basically make your mental health a priority. Yeah, like take a check, take a mental health check. We won't be personally offended. Like no one will be personally offended. And if they are, they shouldn't be taking your consideration into account or other way around. Oh my God. You're doing wonderful, Emerson. Thank you. You're doing Thank wonderful. You. Thank and you. And I'm not just saying that to make you feel better. You're doing fantastic. Thank you. I um, love it. You shouldn't take their feelings into consideration exactly. if they are making you feel that way. Um, mm-hmm. Again, going back to the trigger warning, um, that's that's something to start with. Um, another element to this is we are. I am going to be very honest about swearing. I think it is really cathartic. Um, of course, like the bigger ones, I realize that maybe those under 18 or those that just are really offended by swearing are going to be listening. I will try to censor my, myself, but- Not too much. It honestly depends on what you define as a swear word. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing, I define nothing as swear words. Well, and it's, I just, <laughs> I keep going back to that it is physically, like, it is physically healthy for you to say, There's scientific facts quote, about unquote, that. bad words. Yes. Yes. It, yeah, absolutely. So, it uh, helps. If you haven't tried it, tried it, give it a try. Give it a try. Um, it'll, it'll break up some of that energy that's been locked in there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it feels so good to cuss. So, it really does. Um, yeah. Um, another thing to this another thing that I want to say before I start. You got got it. You got the mic, literally. Um, I am not being anonymous with my name. Um, Mm -hmm. This is my real first name. I, you know, this is my real story. Um, This is my real experience. I am sharing this with the understanding that this is a consent. Like, I am giving this information to you Mm -hmm. with the understanding that I have information that is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've, maybe that's just my anxiety talking about it's fine. if stalkers are gonna happen, I don't know. But like there's, we were just talking about consent this morning, mm-hmm. you know, like there is, there is a consent in, yeah. involved in, in being vulnerable. Yes, um, absolutely. That, that there are boundaries, even mm-hmm. in being so open. So that's, that's my little two cents about that. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for giving and accepting consent. It's very much an exchange like we talked about. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yes. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. So, to start, to start for the thousandth time. Yeah. Um, uh, to start our show, um, this we need to wrap up, actually. We're yeah. <laughs> here we are. It's time already. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I am 27 years old. Mm-hmm. I grew up in... I was born in Utah, moved to Idaho when I was two. So basically have no memories of Utah. Yeah. But 
Um, that's where... Moved to Utah when you were two? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, no, moved from Utah when I was two. Sorry. Two... So, oh, okay. Moved from Utah. Got born it. in Utah. Mm-hmm. At two years old, moved to Idaho. Oh, God. I reversed it. Sorry. That's okay. Um, so that this is where most of... Um, most of where the, the story is going to happen is is in Idaho. In Idaho. Um, I was in I was born into Mormonism. Um, my uh, from what I don't know how how much family history I need to go in here. It's I, it's, um, it's your story. Tell it however you would like. Basically, my birth father's side was like at least from what he's told me is like pioneer level so oh, like they yeah. moved across the plains so it's like it's deep in here yeah. <laughs> like for, like yeah okay yeah yeah this is um, not just like something that your parents decided to join halfway through their lives and then you know impose it's generational generational yeah. yes <clears throat> thank you and i don't know if um how much you put into ancestral trauma i believe heavily in it um oh absolutely i do too so um yeah it's it's a lot it's a mm-hmm. lot of like I, and that's that's part of like my healing journey is realizing that some of what I'm working through isn't mine. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it's not mine. It's been passed down by experience. Mm-hmm. It's mine by I don't know luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like you said, gen- like, like kind of like the, the a term that a term that we used in in, um, in my church and growing up in Christianity was generational curse. You know, like which they were what they were talking about was someone back in your lineage doing something so horrible that God decided to curse you and everyone that, you know, and everyone in your family line. But to me, what it's kind of more meant is that is generational trauma, you know, anything from energy to habits to, you know, things that they take and pass Mm -hmm. on, you know, it's, you know, that generational curse that it just kind of like some of the stuff that we're dealing with, we didn't do to deserve, right? you know? Right. And that's a really difficult thing to recognize. And yeah. it's kind of like a whole, like even if you're in the middle of your healing journey from something and then you realize that a lot of stuff you're working through is someone else's fault, it, it creates this whole new, like a whole new grieving process. Yeah. You know, that yeah. you have to then heal from that as well. Yeah. I mean, it, oh, okay. Controversial topic of the day. Here Yay. We go. Oh, good. Um, well, that's going to be in one of our segments. It's... <laughs> Deep dive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, deep dive into this controversial topic. Um, there is... I'm not bringing in, like, if one is worse than the other. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not... But, like, there is trauma in being the oppressor. Or there is trauma in being the traumatizer. Does that <laughs> make any sense? So, like, there's, there's trauma in also, like... Yeah, because trauma, like, like you know, that hurting people hurt people. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And that's a a huge thing. A huge thing. Oh, my God. Now that I yeah. made the connection of, like, recognizing that the reason the person that abused you is because they were abused. Yeah. You know, it doesn't excuse it. But yeah, it, it, it does exactly. kind of, you understand it a little bit more. You're like, gosh, shit. Like, yeah. man. And in, and in Mormonism, there is a crazy amount of like subliminal and like underlying um colonization like white savior Mm -hmm. um that whole like patriarchy thing where like 
I mean, let's look at missionaries. Oh, yeah. They're mm -hmm. they're literally okay. So this this religion start here's okay. Deep dive into Mormonism a little bit. Yeah. It started in America in 1800s America, mm -hmm. back east, and okay. they are sending children, 19 year old. I was gonna say, isn't it 17, boys. 18, 19? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know the age for women born people, female born people. It has been lowered because of some reason I don't know equality because <laughs> they so, okay so yeah so like, well, why would that be that's interesting that it's younger I so I think that it was more assumed or like urged that women would stay behind and mm. or like that women would first be mothers instead of missionaries gotcha. and then mothers you know what i mean so was it kind of like a, if you don't have a kid you got to go out of the country for a couple of years so i mean get to it. yes exactly oh, so God. i think it was 21 that women oh so women go. were later yes so okay so when we say women and women what we're just to clarify we're referring to assigned female at birth, assigned male at birth. We're not talking about your gender identity because, right. you know. This is a very, like, gender and sex is the same religion. Yes. Yeah. So that, yeah. this is not, we know that it's bigger than that. For sure. Um, th But there's there's a language in describing, like, it is very dichotomous yeah, in their eyes. And we're referring to it based on their language at the time that we were experiencing yes. it. So, yes. 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 So, so men could go at 19, women could go at 21 yes if they didn't have a kid yet yes God. and that's and that's indicative of how how they i just like how they think that 21 if you don't have a child by 21 that's what, old what, what yeah like what's wrong with you how yeah 25 you're basically a spinster and yeah. I love that. I love the source of that. Okay, let's just deep dive onto the source deep of that Deep dive into word. a spinster? Yes, please. Thank you anytime. So spinsters were the older women of the village, whatever, okay. that would spin the wool, that would like basically oh, provide. That's not, that's not what I thought a spinster was. There's a very different meaning. <laughs> well, so, so but, but think about it. It's okay. these older women that would get together and spin linens yeah. with their hands like this is witchcraft mm -hmm. like oh absolutely so 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 if you had, didn't have a child by 21 you were go sit with the old maids quote unquote old yeah, maids. yeah. go go preach and yeah. and <clears throat> and bring the word of god to and i'm talking like south america yeah it, everywhere in the asian continent mm -hmm. like europe africa like it it is so it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable. I think that's, I think it's horrible. I mean, I, I've said this many times, I have a saying that no one should be making decisions that affect the rest of their life before their brain's done developing. Yes. Which is right around the age of 25 to 27. So I don't like, that's just a life thing for me. Like, yeah. I don't, yeah. <clears throat> like wait till your brain's done developing before you start making decisions that are going to affect the rest of your life. And, and, and that, unfortunately they don't have a choice. It's right. not, that's, they don't have agency of themselves. Right. Like, you don't at all. Um, it's a, uh... So, so with, with that, like, with that in mind, like knowing that this is the timeline that you're kind of on mm -hmm. you. So I was, I, I was eight years old when I was baptized and mm -hmm. you of course have the choice to get baptized or not. not. Really. No, no, not really. <laughs> the, you have the quote unquote 
choice. Right. Yeah. And before that, you are so primed. Mm-hmm. Like, you have been ingrained deeply with the jargon, with the, like, doctrine, with the culture. And it's, like, your first and foremost identity is, yes. y- is your Mormonism. Mm-hmm. That is what determines your identity, if yes. you are Mormon or not. Because that is also how you see others, yeah. you know? So, so you get baptized at eight, which, like choice not really um and and you're just like sped on this track of you you grow up you become this you know worthy young man or Mm -hmm. fair fair maiden (laughs) lowly (laughs) young woman god (laughs) and 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 by by the time you're married you're supposed to have children, get a stable job, basically become 40 years old in your early 20s 20s, and be that until you're however long you live. Doesn't that sound cheery? Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I, it's very similar. Like this, it's very similar in, in, in my world growing up. It was a very similar kind of like path that was, that was gone. I think the word that was kind of coming to mind when you're talking about getting baptized and you don't have a choice and all the it's kind of almost like groomed. You're kind of like groomed. Yes. Like yes. this is like, cause I remember being a baby or I mean, I remember people who had babies were trying to get their kids, their first words that they ever said were not like mom or dad, but it was like praise Jesus or hallelujah. Like it was so like, it started the moment that you took breath, you know? Yeah. And and that's like you said, it's the, one of the things that Mormons on Mushroom Podcast say, they say that's the, the lens with, through which you view the world. Yes. It's not like a, I am, I am this way and so I do these things. It's, it's like someone has put these religious glasses on you and you don't even know you have them on. They're yep. part of your face. You don't know that they're glasses and that's just how you see everything. Yep. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I... Uh, also from from the podcast, the term I've I was a square peg in a square hole. I was the best square, oh, you, Mormon. I was like, I don't that's not the saying. I get it now, I'm sorry. <laughs> I yes, I fit so mm-hmm. well into Mormonism. Uh, and whether that is because I was so primed, like from birth, or something. Yeah, maybe it's like it's just my natural tendency, but I I fit into it really well, and I have multiple memories of of like having deep religious experiences mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. feeling that joy, that like highness, mm-hmm. that 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 feeling of being high. Yeah, when you experience the spirit, mm-hmm. and I also remember that lens that that you look through and just how like any person of color Mm -hmm. because okay well i feel like this is just kind of like the bashing mormonism episode we're we're allowed (laughs) we're allowed we're allowed this is our podcast we can do whatever we want um i whether i was i picked up on whether i was taught or i picked up on i learned that the like mark of cain is oh, dark skin. Oh, I was told the same thing. So any any person of color mm-hmm. automatically is like, ooh, you know? It was very much like, oh, we know that you didn't do it, but it yes. was done. Yes. Yeah. 
-hmm. Like you are, oh my God, this sounds like, so bad. But like you oh, are it is descended bad. It's, from. It, it is bad. Like yeah, that's yes. what we, we, we want to make this very clear that this is how we were taught. And we completely understand that it is disgusting and evil. Yes. Absolutely horrid. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any, any like breaking the thing of this person was born with a penis. Also, trigger warning, genital words. Mm -hmm. um, this person was born with a penis. They are a man. They have this role. They look this way. They act this way. They, they don't sit do this, this way. They, they talk do... this way. They breathe this way. They, yep. they comb their hair this way. They yep. part their hair on this side. You were I... told that? Oh, yeah. There was a masculine and a feminine way to part your hair. Wow. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it was, there was not, it was everything. What you slept in, what you ate, when you ate. It was everything. Everything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, it was, it's very like, it's just very rigid that way. And mm -hmm. so, in Idaho, with zero exposure to, anything really anything. other yeah um outside of the cisgender heterosexual white mormon yes ultimately um lens anything outside of that was just wrong i remember being very homophobic i remember mm -hmm. me too like preaching about it this oh, is me all too. still in north idaho let's okay. just say um so long very like family drama stuff in Idaho um, my parents get divorced I move to Southern California in, with my older sister and my mom and okay. she remarried her college sweetheart their love story is very very sweet um, so still Mormon very Mormon at this time your your um your your mom and, and uh stepdad stepdad you said stepdad is not mormon at okay. all he's not religious at all okay um but mom is yeah Got so it. all three of us my mom my sister and i are all still very mormon um at this time i'm sorry i thought we jumped to present i was confused I'm it's sorry. okay you're yeah. doing great no. um <laughs> so are you by the way Good oh, job. Thanks. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um uh so in southern california starting high school um it, what a culture shock let me just tell you that solely on the amount of people of color <laughs> like oh yeah I'm, and from I'm idaho to, to california you southern said? california yes. oh yeah yeah it it was uh it was something i was not conscious to yeah that yeah. just complete uh like oh there are people that live differently from me uh, mm -hmm. you know like just very like self-centered like mormon centered like everything inside my bubble is this world and yeah. um so so after living in southern california you know prop 8 starts to happen mm -hmm. soon after um and that was around um when was that like i moved to california in 2009 okay i was going to say it's yeah, that makes sense. So it was, uh, so like some 2010, Eight. 2000. Oh, was it before? Something. 2008 to 2010 ish. Oh yeah. Time frame. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's like that's those that's like the the year range of when I really started. And when Prop like, Eight, I can't. I just couldn't remember when Prop Eight because I distinctly remember that as well. That was like a, that was like a, 
a hook in my um, in my journey. It was kind of one of those, like the, the first crack of the bubble, we'll say. It was the first crack of the bubble I felt like was Prop 8. You know, you're not alone. Like we are not the yeah. only people. And I just, it's so funny that to me, it was started by people who wanted to keep marriage between a man and a woman. Yes. And oh, yeah, it was such was. it yeah. was such a catalyst for so many people to and, get yes. their heads out of their asses mm -hmm. yeah. and into the real world where people can be equal and different. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I distinctly remember being in the voting booth. I mean, in 2010, I was. Oh, God. In 2010, I was 27, I think. I don't know. 83, 20 years and I dates. Yeah, so I was around I think I was around Figures 27, 25, 27 <laughs> in that range. I don't know my own age. Um uh well now it's 2000. It doesn't matter. Okay. I just <laughs> focus. Not the point not the point of the story. Um and I distinctly remember being in the voting booth and and like like obviously going to vote against prop 8 and being in the voting booth and being like I don't have to and like mm. that first moment of being like why am I doing this? Like, I, why does it matter? Oh. Like, I don't understand why it matters so much. Like, who cares if they want to get married, you know? And that first, and I, I voted against it. I voted, uh, whatever. Yes was for a man and a woman. Yeah, so I voted yes, um, because that's what I, I was still so deep into religion, so deep into that. Because God was watching you Exactly. Then. And I just didn't feel like I had a choice, but I remember pausing and being like, why? You know, like that first uh, real, real life, you know, question was Prop 8. I remember that. Really, our goal this time is to really kind of like the next two episodes, like this episode, we're kind of like kind of get some background on, on each other, you know, so that you yes. kind of know where we're coming from and why this topic is really so important to us. Because um, it really is a big, it's a big thing. It's a big subject it's a big topic to, to tackle yeah and we really want you to kind of have a foundation and we want you to be able to get to know us a little bit better yeah you know? and and ooh, something else i wanted to say about yeah. that and, and then we'll go to a song a song break um the the idea that we you will get to know us in this episode and then we'll move on like that is like there is so much more to oh, yeah. who we are as people than even this podcast. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. And um, so just taking that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Like we're this is like a thirty second like preview. Lip. Yeah. <laughs> to what the <laughs> the fourteen hour movie ahead is going to be like. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, be a lot. <laughs> it's going to be a lot, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be like a roller coaster. It's like a ride. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did you go meditate? Did you go meditate? I, feel I like did not. <laughs> I feel like we're like, every time we start, I feel like we're starting an ASMR. I know. Thing. It's the anxiety. It is the anxiety. But it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm sure y'all are feeling anxiety all the time, too. So here we are. 
here we are. <sighs> um, so should I just keep going? Please do. We're here. So do we need to do a recap? Where were we before the break? I have absolutely no idea. It's a completely different story, a completely uh, different world. Where am I? I don't know. What happens? What's my name? I don't, I don't know. know. What's going on? What are we um, doing? So I guess, um, so from, from North Idaho, from all of the, um, I think you had moved to California. That was yes where we were at. That's what I, last thing I remember. Yes. Um, I moved from California to, or sorry, from North Idaho to California. The whole Prop 8 thing happened. Prop 8, yes. Um, so that was the catalyst for a lot of my deep diving questions. Because if, you know, it starts it starts the whole, like, if one question falls, then yes. what else could be untrue? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. What else is in there? Oh, yeah. And so it's that, well, like, it's, curiosity well... and need to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So Prop 8 was your catalyst for question, like starting to question things. Okay, yes. cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, because I was, I didn't understand why, um, why they were telling me that these people were not equal mm-hmm. ultimately um, to to me. And if I'm being completely honest, I had a friend in high school who. Grew up a little Mormon, but wasn't as deep in it as I was. Mm-hmm. And she was full on like, no, that's completely wrong. I'm like, the, I am verbalizing confidently saying yeah. that this is bad. And so I was like, that was very new to me. Yeah. Someone being so confrontational in my mind. And, and so she really like helped me um, question a lot of things. And without going too deep into it like ultimately like helping me question my sexuality mm-hmm. and open that whole Pandora's that whole can box. of worms yeah ah. <laughs> 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 can of worms from Pandora's oh there's a lot there's oh, okay. a joke there okay. there is a joke there um, um so yeah there was that was a deep dive into can, can I ask you a question uh, yes. a, a clarifying question yes was was prop 8 the catalyst for you because it because homosexuality was so fundamentally horrible in religion or was it do you think it was because it um because of your personal journey um because for me like prop eight was was obviously there was something going obviously i knew that i something was going on by that time i was Mm. questioning my sexuality i wasn't really questioning it i knew i had quote a problem that'll be in the story next week Mm -hmm. but i was already questioning things but it was a big deal because in my religion homosexuality was like you know there was like there was like you know abuse murder and you know like number three abuse number two <laughs> murder number one being gay like i seriously <laughs> yeah. I, 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 right. I like i remember my dad telling me that being gay was uh the worst sin ever and I, my first thought was like hmm, murder's on that list so that's weird you know yeah um so why was prop eight such a such like why was it specifically such a big catalyst with you know personally or more religious fundamentally i think both? it was it was obviously the human rights issue of it okay Mm -hmm. of like saying but really i think what it really was was how blurry 
or how clear it was that church and state were so intermingled. Mm -hmm. Like, this church is telling me how to vote on a national election. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. And like, why do you get to have an opinion about that? And they're telling yeah. me yeah. what to do. Like, maybe that was like the step too far in realizing that I've been told what to do for everything in my life. Yeah. And that was just like the, well, wait, hold on a second. How old were you at that time? If you, like, I roughly? was in high school still. I was like 16 when okay. I was, when I, I say physically divorced the Mormon church. Yes. Um, oh, so young. Doing it so young. Good for you. Yeah. I mean, physically, yes. I, I'm, I, so there's the Mormon, like, Bible study school, mm -hmm. um, and that's throughout all of high school. Um, for me, it was very early in the morning before high school even started, so we got there at, like, 620. Um, it was insane, but I did not graduate from that. Um, it was really my junior and senior year that I was like actively not being active in the church. Yeah, <laughs> like intentionally yeah, separating yourself. Yeah. yeah, and I still all of my friends were in were in the church still, so that was it was hard to um, it's hard to uh, it was hard to leave completely um, because that was again so deep in my identity that that was all I identified. Oh, absolutely. Um, and all of my friends still identified with it. And, and that one friend in high school really was um, a, a big reason and, like, support in my questioning the church and all of that. Yeah. So. The one that, the one that was like, oh, absolutely no, Prop 8. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know a certain time down the road I came out um, it wasn't great it mm -hmm. could have been worse okay there was a lot of room for education and there there was a lot of education that was that came from it mm -hmm. um, but I how much longer do you think after after high school did you come out it was like that fall oh so you so I graduated in the spring and of had, whatever had year. left the Mormon Church around fifteen or sixteen. Graduated, mm -hmm. graduated high school. Came out like less and than I a year was, later. I was seventeen still when you graduated. When, when I graduated, I graduated high at seventeen too. Yeah, I. So in Idaho, long story short, the, in Idaho, the cutoff date for starting preschool or starting school is September first. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm August thirtieth. Oh. Okay. So I was like the youngest yes. of all of my classmates. Always. I um. You're supposed, you know, you're supposed to start school in September. Yeah. My birthday was in November, so I went. They started me early, two months early. So I was still like four oh, or something geez. when I started kindergarten. Went to kindergarten for a year, and then the next year they were like, developmentally, they're fine, but they're going to be too young for. And so I ended up going to kindergarten again. Which, if there's any, if there's any grade to do twice. That was the best one. But yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean. Anyways, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, what was I saying? Um, you came out the fall after you graduated. Yeah, so so in August I turned 18, and then like that fall, I think, based on my shitty memory, mm -hmm. um, that is when I came out, and it was it was it was a rough one. Um, ultimately. 
things were a little bit more understood um, between it was between my mom and I, mm-hmm. um, and who was still, I think, very still in the church, still very in the church, um, as was my sister. Um, basically, it just like complicated my relationships coming yeah. out. And mm-hmm. at the time, it's kind of funny. I didn't even know coming out was a thing. Um, oh really? Yeah, because I was I was just like one day like leaving the house to go hang out with this friend. Um, friend. They. I was just like, hey, mom, by the way, I'm I'm gay for this person. And see you later. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> and um, I'll be home around 8. Um, what's for dinner? Can we not do the spaghetti again? Also, I'm gay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, and, and so, and it was like a, a while um, that, that it was pretty rocky um, between my family and I. And ultimately, um, my mom... And my sister came around. Um, they learned more about me, and I learned more about them. And you know, it was the the like family growth opportunity. Um, yeah. And it just it turned out really well <laughs> in the end. Wow, that's amazing. I'm happy um, to hear that. Yeah, it's uh, it's a privilege. I know not not everyone has has such luck with with family, but I. I am very, very lucky and very thankful. If any of you are listening or will listen, like y'all are, y'all are my supports. Um, that's amazing. And that's to say that like your family isn't people, like your family isn't necessarily the people that yeah. you share blood relation with. Exactly. Family is Whoever anything you want you it and to loves be. You and, yeah. and who you choose it to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So when I was twenty. One, no, nope, mm-hmm. I was twenty. I came up to go to HSU, um, which is still in California, barely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, barely. <laughs> and that is where I got my degree, and that is where I saw even more of the queer community. I was the last semester that I was at community college, so the semester before I moved up here. Mm-hmm. Um, we we, me, all of me in here, um, <laughs> I was uh, starting to play around with going by a different name that okay. is now Emerson. Mm-hmm. And it was the last semester and it was just a random English class. But that like, that kind of stirred within me this, and I had been like questioning before, mm-hmm. not so like outright that I'm questioning my gender, mm-hmm. um, but it had been, deep in the workings of it all. Um, but up here, I, I ultimately came into my identity as a trans man. Um, it was it was pretty easy with the friends around me and the Club Triangle, That's you amazing. know? That's amazing, yeah. Um, That's where we met, right, Club Triangle? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Tucker, all of the all of the people, like it was just such, and that was my first drag show. Club Triangle. No, oh, really? Have yeah. You ever been to another one? No. Oh, was I hosting? I have no idea. Ugh. There, it was such a blurry time. I still drank so alcohol offended. back then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Uh, yeah, I know. The, the no glory wonder you days don't remember it. College. <laughs> I think um, I was still. Um, I think it was still emceeing when you were when you started performing. I can't you were remember. definitely a person. Yeah. At Club Triangle, like I was always so, at Club okay, Triangle. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. 
Um, but, um, and that's kind of, that up here is also where I started like emotionally divorcing from Mormonism. Mm -hmm. Like I really started to notice how, how much it was still within me and how much I was still basing my life around fundamental beliefs like someone is listening to my every thought and judging yes. them. Yes. Oh God, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like and that's something that sounds so silly. Like you know it's like it, it but it, it was still but deep it's real. in there. It's still deep in there, yeah. That's the that's the one of the challenges of being like having kind of this duality of like, I know it sounds irrational. I know it's not real, but also it was my reality for so long. So, like, it, it it's, it's, that is, that struggle right there. Yeah. That struggle right, internal struggle of being like, it's not real. I know it's not real, but what if it is real? You know, like, yeah. what, if it, what if there really is a hell? You know, like, those kinds right. of, that duality is, is like, and I don't say this like, um, I don't say this like, uh, uh, disrespectfully but it's maddening like like it, it, it's very mad like 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 uh psychologically yeah. you know it's very mad maddening yeah well and it not not to speak um disparagingly about anyone who is this way but it it makes you feel insane yes with so yes. many totally. voices and so many yeah. perspectives all mm -hmm. talking at the same time and and with the extra added layer of that guilt and shame that is just like blanketed, like sprinkled throughout, but sprinkled. it's like it's more dosed. like crop dusted. It's yeah. like it's, it's <laughs> chemtrail. Like it's yes. there. It's it's just raining down constantly on you, soaking everything. Yeah, it's not. There's no sprinkling of guilt and shame. It was like the main ingredient. Yeah, yeah, and we talked about this last time that that no one will hear. But the the like the the fear, yes. like being run no and like mm -hmm. just like how much fear is a tool used within religion oh to oh. keep people in their place to make sure mm -hmm. that they are doing what they need to do. I legit want to have an entire episode just talking about how controlling. Um, how how fear is used to control everything, and like just how intense uh, that the manipulation is, and how fear is the main tool yeah. used to fear of God, fear of hell, fear of sin, fear of everything. You're like it's yeah. like the, you know like oh it's God's supposed to be this loving support. No, I was terrified of Jesus, and I was terrified of Satan. Honestly, maybe a little less terrified of Satan, but definitely terrified of everything. Yeah, you know, yeah, fear is. It's it's, yeah. And it's and it's taken me a long time to realize where fear has been, like, um, what am I trying to say? It's been like shoved into one place of my body. Okay. And that is my throat. Like I suppress emotion and I suppress fear mm -hmm. into. My like throat this area. Part of your body. Yeah. Have you ever looked at the side side note? Have you ever looked at like the, the chakras and like where you hold different yes. energies? I'm so into that. And if you hold fear in your throat, I wonder like where that fear is being held in relation to the energy in your body, and why it's there, and what it's what those two, what that conflict is, what what conflict, what you're experiencing because of that conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, I. Even just speaking, 
like that mm-hmm. speaking out loud this right here like this is oh i see it's crazy. like a, yeah like your voice yeah when you said your throat i was thinking literally like your throat like you know how people hold anxiety in their shoulders and their mm-hmm. i was thinking that but your voice yeah that makes a lot of sense i mean it, yeah it's like a it's like a thickness or it's like a weight or a tightness that just like and the, and it goes back to mm-hmm. breath as well as mm-hmm. speech it just it just it stops. It's like you're trying exchange. to scream through a, a cloth, you yeah. know? There's like layers you're trying to like talk through and it just, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's interesting and it's something that, like, okay, going back to this podcast, like even this podcast is hard because yeah. speaking words out loud make them real. Yes, <laughs> yes. And that's so much pressure to yes. not say the wrong thing, to be eloquent, to be understood and then of like the additional bonus of what I want to happen which is people learn something or mm-hmm. people get something from it like that's a lot of pressure to put yeah. on one thing that is yes. happening which is just vocalizing things which in and of that I'm, I, I just want to visualize this I picked up my pen and pointed at Emerson not intentionally but this is what <laughs> happened um, in that just what you were saying right there I can I can hear the voice of perfectionism I can hear the that how like how what are the voices in our head from religion are saying like you know so much pressure I have to speak eloquently I can't I can't say the wrong thing I have to say the right thing I have to help people I have to like yeah you don't like like remembering you don't have to speak eloquently um that's that's definitely like a um like a privilege thing, you know. That's that's not. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, anyways, it's it's like an ability thing almost. It's ableist. It's yeah. very ableist. Yeah. Yes. You don't have to speak eloquently. Um, you don't have to quote unquote say the right thing. What you're saying is the right thing because it's your story. And I'm saying you. I'm also mean me. Yes, you uh, in general. Yeah, the like the you. you. Like that pressure isn't there. It's real because you're experiencing it, but yeah. it's coming from something that is not. Uh, that wasn't a place to benefit you. So you don't have, you don't, there actually isn't, um, how do I word this? You're feeling the pressure because it's there for you. It's something that you're experiencing, but that can be released because it's not, the pressure is not coming from this experience. Yes. You know, we're not holding that onto you or over you. We, like, we're happy you're here and anything and everything that you share with us is, is 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 correct and is right thank yeah. you thank mm-hmm. you it's it's that permission yeah you know that i don't think people give themselves permission yeah oh yeah that's a big thing it's yeah a big thing i experienced that last night i had an experience last night where i i had a wonderful wonderful coffee with a friend and we were talking about magic and sacred places and how we can make our home our sacred place and and they were lovely and bought me candles and incense to get started with creating my I'm going to create an altar for myself and all these wonderful things and I came home from that feeling very I was I was tired my body was tired my brain was tired I was I was feeling overwhelmed my anxiety was kind of amping up and um and I was I think it's called executive dysfunction where I was I was, it was one of those, like, well, I'm going to start my altar. Well, before I need to start my altar, before I can make my altar, i got to clean off this table. Well, before I can clean off this table, I need to organize these papers. Before I, and it was that loop just started. And I was literally sitting on my couch with my hands on my head, just, like, like running my fingers through my hair. Like, I can't, like, I just couldn't function. And I finally said, you know what? I don't have to do this right now. I don't have to do anything right now. There's no pressure on me. 
this isn't real and I'm going to give myself permission because my body hurt at the, I mean I have chronic illness my body hurt at that time as well mm-hmm. it wasn't just like anxiety I needed to lay down yeah. but I can't I can't I have to be producing something 24/7 or else I'm not worth anything um, that's gonna be an episode too yes <laughs> um, and I gave I literally just said you know what I'm gonna I'm going to give myself permission to go to bed and watch TV to lie down and watch TV. Yes. I'm, it is okay, and I'm going to give myself permission to do that. And I, it was, I'm familiar with the practice, and I feel like I do it all the time, but with this experience, I realized I don't do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> because I, the anxiety just dissipated for me, and and I was like, you know, it is okay. I'm going to go lay down. And I had a wonderful evening. It was very relaxing. It was fantastic. But I had, like, that physical, physical act of giving myself permission was is a powerful thing a yeah. really powerful thing yeah and it, and that choice it i feel like is not very it's not we're not told that we have the choices that we have oh absolutely not which we're not told we have a choice at all period yeah, like on, ever, in anything, for anything as i was describing before like you're born you have a choice but not really like if you're really a mormon or if you're really this or that then you don't really have a choice you do this and this and this and mm-hmm. and it's it's a it's a weird thing because all of your choices are made for you and so that that takes away the years that you needed to learn to make your own decisions religion has an illusion of choice because if they don't tell you you have a choice then they'll have to admit that that um that we don't have free will and that goes against what the teachings that they teach of Jesus, which is the irony of it. Jesus teaches free will. He gave us free will to have a choice. So they have to present the illusion of a choice, but you don't have a choice. Yeah. You can choose to do whatever you want to do, but if you don't choose this, it will be wrong. That's not choice, you know? And that's also conditional love. Yes. Like that is like you get love from your family, from your ward as we called it in mormonism but your your church group mm-hmm. if you are living this way and that way in this way and that way and and it's down to what underwear you wear oh yeah like everything it's down to that like yes. your business is everyone's business all the time every it's day mm-hmm. crazy yeah it's crazy. and it's that god will love you unconditionally as long as you do these things that was the like that mm. I'm, my brain works very my brain works very logically and rationally and ha- always has. Yeah. So I was very much like, well, in my head, I didn't really question out loud because I wasn't allowed to. Right. In my head, I was like, well, that's not unconditional, though. <laughs> like, if God unconditionally loves me as long as I do what he tells me, those are, by definition, conditions. So weird. Yeah. The irony. Irony. Yeah. yeah. And, and just how... I mean, that goes into gaslighting. Like, you're questioning oh, yeah. this thing that is completely understood what's wrong with you. Yeah. You know? Like, yes. there's something wrong with like, you. Why, like, yes, of course you have free will, but why would you question this? Right. Like, what's causing you to question this? What did you do? What did? What's going on in your life that makes you want to question this? Because if you weren't, because if, if you were actually doing what you're supposed to, you wouldn't need to question. You'd always have the answers. 
now I'm just getting angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just mad. Like all of like like it. It's so. It's just. It's such bullshit. Is what it is. It's yeah. just such bullshit. Yeah. It's it's hard to it's hard to not feel so visceral about it mm-hmm. because it's and this is where I get to is like this is happening right now. Two Children people. are yes. being like brainwashed into believing these things and they have so much more choice they have so much more freedom Mm -hmm. than they are being allowed that is maddening to me it it, it, that is one of the things that like i this this is trigger warning i i i don't it's gonna sound it's gonna sound like i'm talking about being unalived but that's not the point that i'm trying to make for the most part um um that is the one thing that keeps me going that makes me feel like that like this the life that i'm living is worth continuing to live yeah in any capacity yep and um because i'm like there are people out there that are going through what i'm going through like and i have to get to them you know yes like i have to like i at one point i what i what i wanted to do with my life was to become a a therapist that specialized in adult adolescent age students and and specifically um um, be a counselor for kids for L- the LGBTQ community coming out of religion to like mm. specifically create like a curriculum a therapy a, 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 a type of therapy to specifically help kids coming out of that occult environment because it's it's the layers that you have to come out the layers that you know you you get to level one you think you're there and all of a sudden you realize there's ten more levels you know yeah. and, and that that whole process is overwhelming and yeah and so yeah, it's that. That's the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, I and the, and that like unpacking that like peeling off the layers that mm-hmm. that is the point. Yes, like that is the point of all of this is to acknowledge your wounding mm-hmm. and heal it. Yeah, and that looks so different for uh, for everyone. Yeah, and yeah. The, the key the key to this and is is that you are the determiner of your healing process you the listener yeah <laughs> you we're talking to you you get to decide yeah. what your healing looks like if yes. that means staying in mormonism or whatever more power to you for sure absolutely and if it's if it's going completely against everything that your family wants for you it's gonna be freaking hard, but yeah. that is your decision. Like you get to choose if that fight is what your life work is for. Yeah. Are you your life's work? Yeah. Yeah. Listen. Ooh, are <laughs> you writing that down? <laughs> Let's start another fucking podcast with that one. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, yeah, I feel like some, you know. I think this is a really good time to maybe take a break, read yeah. an ad. I, I'll, I'll let, let me read an ad, then we'll go into, um, then we'll take a, um, we'll maybe take a, a song break. But yeah. I just, I was thinking about that. Like, there are so many times I want to just like run, run into like you know, like whenever I see kids that are growing up in this environment, I just want to scream at them like, you don't have to do this. Like, I know that like you don't have to do this. You can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. You can walk out that door and never come back. Like you can do whatever you want. Like none of it's true, none of it's real. No, like you're not. God's not gonna zap you dead. Like all of that fear, it's not real. Like please just come to the other side. 
Yeah. Just come to the other side. Yeah. You know, that invisible wall is not real. Like, just, yeah. just come to the other side. Yeah. Wonderful. It's so much more wonderful. So free. There's short so shorts out here. There's, there's, you know, you can, ah. there's wine. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's so there's many. There's the freedom to choose if you want to drink wine or not. There's like, the freedom to do anything you want. There's a the freedom not to do anything you don't want to do. Because that's go. the freedom. You have all the choices in the world, yes. you know. In a real way. <laughs> in an absolute, absolutely real way. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, I want to do a shout out to my babe. Uh, that oh. last song was for you. Oh my god. <laughs> we That's slow so danced sweet. to that song, singing Lord Huron um, oh, in up. Portland. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cheese it up over here, but you do whatever the fuck you want. I think it's adorable. Thank you. I mean, it's uh, disgusting, and I'm threw up a little bit, but I <laughs> yeah. think it's adorable. Perfect. Mission accomplished. <laughs> um. Well, we're going to go into our section that we're uh, to a section we're going to start calling deep dive. Yes. We're going to deep dive into things. And this is when we're doing kind of like this, when we're kind of like this specific thing where we're telling a story or there's a topic that one of us are specifically talking about. We'll kind of ask some questions. Um, we'll ask some questions. Or if when we're just talking about a topic in general, we'll kind of take some notes. And then at this point in the show, we'll do a deep dive into one of those one of those specific topics like oh i really like this let's talk more about it yeah um so i just have a couple questions that i wanted to ask yeah the um the first one is that were you when you were in church when you were full in the mormonism um were you allowed to socialize with other churches other people outside of church or anything anything were you allowed to do anything like that yeah so um i don't uh, so i want to make a preface my Mormonism is kind of like what I've heard Catholicism being described as like everyone has their own different cultural flavor. Mm-hmm. So like I call my I call I call it Mormonism, but really it was it was pretty like special. Like not all Mormonism is is this way. Yeah. Um as as far as socializing with non-Mormons cuz it's only two groups, yeah. Mormons and non-Mormons. There's Mormons and non-Mormons. Yeah, for, that's yeah. how there was there was our church and then everyone else. And everyone yeah. else. Yes. <laughs> so yes, I was allowed to, but it was with that understanding that they they still didn't they didn't know. They didn't choose to be the chosen people. Mm-hmm. So like they were to a certain extent lesser. Yeah. And it wasn't that like I had a lot of non-Mormon friends, but mm-hmm. it was with the understanding that they were sinners yes. by default. Yeah. Um, and and so I don't know if it if it was if that's if that's how other Mormons were, but yeah. um, I know a lot of a lot of people that were just flat out not allowed to. Yeah. Um, but yeah. of course, after a, a while of having non-Mormon friends and seeing. Because, you know, in, in and I'm talking about, like, elementary school and middle yes, school. Yes, totally. I was allowed in those. I was allowed to have them. But in that time, I started differentiating myself from those people. Like, that was my choice to, to be like, oh, they're not Mormon. I am. This is. Yeah. 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 So I, I need to start choosing people who are more like minded than me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. M- more on the same level. Mm-hmm. Um as far as righteousness goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The, how you viewed your closeness to, you yeah, know, to God. And, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yes, but... With a very clear understanding that there was a, a, a huge yeah. gap between them and you. Yep. So, yeah, I ask because um, 
you know, me growing up, which I'll talk a little about, we're going to be talking about my story next week. Yeah. Um, we weren't allowed to hang out with anyone the outside of our church, and even other churches that believed like we did that were more, quote unquote, liberal. Yeah. We weren't allowed to hang, we weren't allowed to go to other, I mean, my church was microscopic. There was like a hundred people max, you know, on a good day, like, and we weren't allowed to hang out with anybody outside of our church. And um, so the, one of the ways that they controlled us was isolation. Like, don't, if we don't expose them to anything, it won't be an issue. That was right. kind of how they did, like, sex ed or, or um, talking about anything that was uncomfortable mm-hmm. um, was like, well, if we just don't talk about it, if they never hear about it, it'll, they'll never know about it, so it'll never happen, which is wildly inaccurate. Yep. That is not how the world works. Yep. <laughs> um, at all. And so I was just kind of wondering if it was, if your experience was like that. Um, do you think that maybe having that a little bit more of exposure was kind of what did that contribute to maybe you um, coming out, l- like learning who you are a little bit earlier? Absolutely. I mean, so growing up in North Idaho, I did not even know what a queer person was. Yeah. Because same, I mean, same here. And they, I grew up here. They just weren't there they weren't yeah. visible they and whether it was like i don't know so when i moved to southern california that was that was the first time that i ever saw a queer person or mm-hmm. a person breaking that gender binary mm-hmm. and and that's kind of i wonder that all the time because looking back at at my time as a youth before i knew what a queer person was i showed queer traits or like I showed preferences to being around other female identifying people Mm -hmm. whether you know like and so I don't I don't think I could have put words to what that was yet yeah of course but it was still there yeah you didn't have the language for it yet but it was there of course it's there yeah 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 who you are and and that and that kind of goes into what you were saying about um like uh if, if I had been exposed to it sooner, I feel like I would have maybe felt less shame about it. Mm-hmm. And that is if it was received well, if it was accepted by mm-hmm. those around me. Um, in North Idaho, there would have been zero yeah. acceptance of yeah. anything queer. Um, and for a lot of reasons, I'm thankful for not having to acknowledge that part of myself in such a dangerous place. Oh, sure, absolutely. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then moving here is when I really started feeling safe enough to explore yeah. even deeper yes. in my transness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, to jump in, I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt, but to no, jump no. in, I think this is really important to say that we will always continue to say is that, um, you know, coming out is, 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 uh, is a choice you make. You can do it whenever you want to. You don't ever have to do it. Um, and but if you are going to come out um, and you do want to, to proclaim who you are to people, um, only do it when you're ready and only do it when it's safe. Mm-hmm. And there's no there there's no like 
you, there is no inherent pressure for once you discover who you are to then to immediately tell everyone around you if that's going to put yourself in danger. Right. Like, safety is always number one top priority for for you. Always number one top priority over everything else is your safety. Yeah. Um, so just wanted to, like, jump in and say that. And we will, I think we will always jump in and say that and be a reminder when, when these kind of topics come up. Yeah. Well, and, and just, like, making the, the connection that being visible about anything outside of the quote-unquote majority that I don't really believe is the majority yeah. in reality, no. but no, no, no. anything outside of that safe zone, you know, anything breaking the binary of any any topic, really, yes. anything yes. outside of it is, is scary, is yeah. unwelcome, mm-hmm. is other... And is therefore Other, yeah. need needs to get removed. Mm-hmm. So, um, in acknowledging and in being visible about yourself in that way is a privilege. It depends on where you live. It depends on what skin color you have. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many variables of coming out that is really like so deeply based on each individual person. Oh, absolutely. And this is a, a topic we genuinely do not have time to dive into. But <laughs> um, the I have a huge pet peeve about people who, like, um, who shame other people who are not out. Um, or, like, you should be, you know, out and proud, out and, like, that. that's wonder. Like, like you said, it is a privilege to be able to live, to live your, your truth and your reality mm-hmm. without, it, you know, constant inherent danger all the time that is that is a privilege and and not everybody has that privilege not everybody has that um not everybody is able to do that and there's no shame in living your authenticity authenticity and ju- for just you yeah there's no shame in that yeah whatsoever ever anytime at all yeah it is there's no shame in keeping there's never shame in keeping yourself safe so please always 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 do that first yeah. first first and foremost yeah um, we only have a couple more minutes before we kind of need to start winding down. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask uh, one more question. When you, so you talk about coming out and kind of, you know, divorcing yourself from the Mormon religion when you were in high school between like 15 to 18, 15 to 17. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have that? Like, was that something you did in secret? Was that something you were able to, like, just tell your mom, like, I'm not going to church anymore. This isn't something, like, did you have that choice? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you did it, right? Like, you did, like, you, was it kind of, I guess what I'm asking is, like, were you, like, mentally being like, I don't believe this anymore, but you still had to go to to church, to to temple on, on Sundays because your mom made you go, kind of thing? I'm... I'm trying to remember the timing of it all because I think that at this point my mom wasn't going to church anymore or okay. she didn't care that much about it. So when I stopped going to church, or at least I stopped going to seminary, which is seminary. church school, okay. mm-hmm. um, early in the freaking morning. Um, that right there tells you it's not of God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it's just, it, the again, the lack of consent, the yeah. lack of choice. Um, yeah. So I I don't think that she was really, like, strict about it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the queerness is where um, the issue was. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, because I, I don't 
really remember because I, I yeah I don't I don't oh, remember it ever being yeah. that um, like forceful in yeah. that way I only ask because you know in my my experience with that was like you know I think I've, I've told you personally about the hierarchy that exists you know there's like you and then there's above that is your parents the leader of the household mm -hmm. and you're the leader of your household you know and then above that is the pastor of the church and then above that is god and you know there's this hierarchy and yeah and it was a common it was a common thing to talk about to joke about to be serious about it's like as long as you live under my house you obey my rules kind of thing and it was like if you're gonna live with me you're gonna go to church on sunday that was unex there was you had no agency in that choice and they even t i remember even remember hearing stories about like parents of adult children that had moved away or stopped going to church and mm -hmm. then hit hard times had to move back in with their parents which is a common a common no everyday thing that. no shame in that at all but the parents were like you can't live here unless you go to church you can only you can only live here if you go to church like it was a common like that you didn't have choice and that was part of the 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 intense manipulation was like it, it it's I don't know if I'm wording this correctly, but it was kind of like a, like we've got to break them down, mm -hmm. like they don't believe this, they don't want to do this, they don't. But if you move back in, you have to go to church with me, and if you go to church long enough, eventually you'll cave. Yep. Eventually we'll get you back. Eventually yep. you will start believing this, and it was the the brainwashing will take over again, you yeah. know. And I just remember that being like. <laughs> like yeah. you're making this person choose between food and housing and and going to church like that's so like like it's conditional love it's conditional love <laughs> and it does not send the message that they thought it did yeah. you know yeah but i mean at the same time they thought they were saving their lives you know yeah i mean that that fear mm -hmm. of an afterlife that no one has any idea on that you know we could deep dive into that oh i don't <laughs> gosh <laughs> yeah but you know just the the fear that's that's so um prevalent in how we operate in this life of things that we can never know until this life is over mm -hmm. ultimately yeah. um so yeah, yeah, I did have I did have that choice. That's there was cool. there was a little bit about that um, as far as tattoos go, um, or until oh, I God, turned yeah. eighteen. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but after I turned eighteen, the relationship with my mom got a lot better because she she took a little bit more of like a you're an adult now, I have no control over you kind of perspective. I, that's I mean, that's kind of. That's kind of nice. It's better. Honestly. Yeah, it's much better. Absolutely. Yeah. That is not what happened in my situation at yeah. all. My. It's not often. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> not what happened in my situation at all. Um, so I'm glad that that was your experience, that you were kind of like a allowed, just like, well, can't do anything about it now. You're an adult, which yep. is kind of nice. That's yep. actually kind of nice, you know, like, because it does, it gives, it gives you that a little bit more freedom to make your own choices. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's more lessons to learn that way, mm -hmm. but that's that's what the point is that's yeah. the point is learning the lessons yeah. is seeing where growth is is you know following the love yeah <laughs> 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 yeah um, yeah it's so cool i can't wait to like that hearing your story and in your experience and it's so interesting to hear like because we've talked about our trauma and what and what we're experiencing and our, the symptoms of our our, our trauma mm -hmm. and they're so very similar in so many ways but our experience with religion and how we have, why we have that trauma is so wildly different. 
yep. which is I think is such an important part of exactly what we're doing. This 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 show is because we like we all so many of us are experiencing so many similar things but we got to the same point from so many different ways that sometimes you know if, if the it's very validating to hear like oh i didn't do that but i experienced that yeah like that didn't happen to me but i i now experience that you know and realizing that like, like your symptoms and what you're going through is very valid even if you came to it from a completely different spot a completely yes. different experience you yes. know it's still so so valid and 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 so real and that's where religion got it wrong there is more than one right way to get to the same healthy Every, point it, there's I, I don't think there is a way there is all of the ways yeah if you're going there it's a way yes <laughs> you know like, yeah. like and like there it, are obviously ways that are less great or less sure. healing or mm -hmm. less whatever but yeah there's there isn't one right way to be no, a good human. Absolutely. There not. are so many, so many ways to live life that doesn't negatively affect other people. There are, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we are kind of coming, we not kind of, we are. We're coming to the end of our show. Yeah. This has been absolutely lovely. How is it two hours already? Well, we didn't start till 1.30, so. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Well, there we are. <laughs> well, um, thanks for being patient with us all. We are going, we're yeah. learning this. We're, every week is going to be a little bit better. We'll never start on time. We're never making that promise. Nope. <laughs> but we are going to get, we're going to, we're going to get this. This has been lovely. Thank you so much, Emerson, for, Emerson, for sharing your story. The Thank beginning you. of your story. Thank you for the, listening. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I I think it's it's we, I'm I feel really fortunate that you're sharing so much of yourself with us because I know that that's not easy. It's not. It's not easy <laughs> at all. It's in fact quite probably excruciatingly painful. So, but it's I mean, it's going to help so many people, and it already is helping people. Like you know, I, like I shared with you, I've already reconnected with someone. Someone reconnected with me, I should say, that went to um, one of the churches I went to and kind of shared their 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 journey of of coming away from religion and how it benefited them and we're gonna like we're gonna like have a uh like a, a zoom session a, a yes. video chat next week and we're gonna catch up and it's yes. i mean it's 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 already happening so thank you so much for that yeah, yeah. isolation is a tool and the way to break isolation is to talk to people and yes. to communicate even without talking just communicating sharing mm -hmm. um, being vulnerable with each other that's how it's talking how about it's it normalizes it and when you normalize it it, it takes away the power from it yeah you know and yeah. and once that power is gone you can really just be open and and talk about it and and really start the healing process yeah you know so exactly. that's what that's what we're doing. Yeah. We're just going to talk about it. So we're going to talk you. about everything. Thank yeah. you for listening. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. We're so excited. Thank you again for Humboldt Hot Air for letting us yeah, do this, giving us truly. this this opportunity. Um, Emerson's got some some music that they're going to they're going to leave us with and um, we'll be back next week every Saturday from 1 to 3. Mm -hmm. uh, next week I'll be sharing a little bit about my story and and my where I come from and what my experience with um, Pentecostal Christianity was like. And uh, yeah, so you'll get to know us a little bit more. But thank you so much for being with us. And we're going to say goodbye. Yeah. Have a, have a good week, y'all. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week. Bye.